Welcome to The Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your First Officer Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your Communications Officer, and I seen some of it. I'm Z, Chief Security Officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team continues with the original series movies with The One with the Whales. Whales! Yes. <laughs> 1986's Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. IMDB has the synopsis as such. To save Earth from an alien probe, Admiral James T. Kirk and his fugitive crew go back in time to San Francisco in 1986 to retrieve the only beings who can communicate with it, humpback whales. That's, yep. that's the movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's what it is. So, what do we think? I really, really liked this movie. This has been my favorite yeah. piece of Star Trek so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I... I real I think I still like number two, but this is a very close second. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I liked this one so much because like we were talking about in the last episode, like Chekhov and Sulu are kind of like the Chaos Twins, right. and we got to see that this, yeah. this time, and I was like, this is what I've been waiting for! Chekhov hasn't, he didn't get much to do in the last movie, but mm-hmm. he is, Yeah, he, he definitely plays Pivotal. this one. Yeah. yeah. There was, there was just so much going on with this one. I almost don't know where to start. Like, it's it's just a fucking good time yeah. from beginning yes. to end. Yeah. And, like, oh, God, like, ugh. It was, it was Free Willy meets Star Trek. And yeah. Yeah. I just, You're not I wrong. really yeah. that. Also, oh, they did not pull punches with that bit, no. too, either. Yeah. They were like, let's just show, like, like three minutes on uncomfortable wailing and, like, footage yeah. of like this is why this is bad yeah <laughs> i'm gonna so, date myself and say i was alive when this movie came out mm-hmm. and so i but i didn't see it in the theater yeah so i'm pretty sure i saw this in the theater until last first... week when we saw it yeah, in the theater. yeah. yeah. so but i'm pretty sure i saw it that was my second time seeing it in a theater and it, it just always has masks. left a impression on me and it was great as a like it worked for a kid who likes Star oh, Trek because yeah. yeah. you're just like yes. oh whales that's really awesome yeah. and, and this one was like you know, a little like, more slapstick yeah, yeah exactly it's got some really fun moments and yeah so this this would have been a great like first movie theater experience with Star Trek right. the movie's 35th anniversary is this year so Fathom did a uh, series of screenings for it and we all went and saw it it's the first time we not only saw some Star Trek together, mm-hmm. but we went to the theater to see it together. But as Eris was mentioning, we were all masked, and it was yes. a fairly uncrowded screening, although not yeah. as uncrowded as I may have liked it to have been. I think yeah. we <laughs> definitely didn't see, sit in our assigned seats right. uh, to, to make sure there was space between mm-hmm. us and the, the yeah. other yeah. Uh, couple that was there on our row. But no, I mean, that theater was set up pretty nice. It wasn't like the stadium seats. It was like the nice big wide benches, so yeah. um, it was fine. It's only the second time I've been in a theater in the last year and a half. And the other one was Fargo. <laughs> oh, wow. For a Fathom screening on that, because oh, it's the wow. 30th anniversary on that. And, uh, or the oh, 20, shoot. 25th anniversary on that. Yeah, that's a good movie. I should watch it, too. It is a good movie. Yeah, no, the <laughs> last movie I saw was Sonic. <laughs> the last new movie I saw was Birds of Prey. Yeah, oh. me too. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I saw Birds of Prey, and then I saw Sonic, um, like five or six days after, and that was the last movie I saw before lockdown. Yeah, in yeah. Birds of Prey was our last yeah. in theater experience. Um, and right before that, 
the Wrath of Khan with the yes. uh, Q and A with Shatner right after it. Uh, yeah, but um, no, there, there's there's a lot to like about this movie, and I just I really because this was something that I've been thinking about, and I had made jokes, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes on the show, sometimes after recording or just you know in in person of how much of a shit Kirk must be for everyone else at Starfleet. Like, just, the, there's mm. probably a department alone, like, per, like personnel, like, HR probably is like, oh, God, Kirk did what again? Just file the fucking complaint. He has he his own file he cabinet. He has his <laughs> own file cabinet. And we get to see a little bit of that, like, even beyond the whole, like, court-martialing episodes of the original mm. seri- series, we get to see this ambassador of the Klingons going, like, he is a terrorist <laughs> and a renegade. And you're like, he is. He's not, the ambassador is not wrong like you want him to be wrong because Kirk is very clearly in Mm. this movie and in this lens of like the narrator telling us he's the protagonist but at the same time like Kirk does some fucked up bullshit because like and part of it is like Kirk is a good soldier like he's a really good like I can solve the problem at the time but when it comes to like the inner politics of play he's like I don't know I wanted to save my friend so I killed some people and you're like mmm what you did what you can't jason born your way through life kirk and i know you don't get that reference because jason born hasn't been invented yet but <laughs> like anyway <sighs> i just really like that was the part of the movie where i'm like i'm invested <laughs> and i was nice. invested the rest of the way through even with the whole like and i know that it goes right back to kirk and his whole like we gotta get home but first we gotta save some whales you know <laughs> but i was just like yes this these are our voyages of the terrorist and renegade <laughs> kirk, and i'm here for it there's that moment where you're just kind of like oh what a noble crew because they all voted i we are going back yes. to earth to accept our punishment, to accept, yeah. you know, whatever happened. We're not for a second going to apologize for saving our right. friend, but, you know, let's just go back and face the consequences. Also, and then they get there and they're like, oh, shit, there's a problem. Well, let's fix it. That's what yeah. we do. Let's just, let's yeah. go back in time, you know. <laughs> to be fair, it's the utopian future of Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek. So going back, even if they got a lifetime sentence, Prisons in the Federation are like resorts, so they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, and they're, they'll be rehabilitated, not right. not like like oh we're gonna lock you away and throw away the keys. Like yeah. no, they'll probably just like have to do a different career path. Right. And I know it's like the end of the movie, and I'm jumping way ahead here, but like the punishment was essentially getting demoted to the job that Kirk wanted, anyways. Right. So he's actually kind of smiling at the end, like. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. be captain. That that's cool. I'll yeah. take my punishment. <laughs> oh, and the president is like grilling him in that in, in that sentencing hearing, and he's like, "Now I'm sure the admiral would agree that uh, discipline needs to be in place in any uh, chain of command." And Kirk's like, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I guess, yeah, like, okay. you want me to say yes, so I'll say yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. But that's that's actually that a thing that I, <laughs> yeah. I really liked actually with the whole like we're demoting you. And yes, it's kind of a punishment, but also it's like, it's the the reflection of, no, you're a really good starship captain. You very clearly can't be a fucking, amba- like, ambassador or, co- or admiral. admiral. Yeah, like, you shouldn't that, be in administration. You shouldn't yeah. be in administration. You're not an admin guy. Like, it's one of those things that we see a failing in capitalism of, like, this upward mobility is the only avenue for anything. You can't, like, like, like oh, so you're really good at... 
I'm going to take the library's example. You're really good as a shelver. Okay, cool. Now be customer service. Maybe you're still good at customer service. Okay, cool. Now do programming. Can you do programming? <laughs> they don't fucking know. That's just the only way to go up after that. Once you get so good at customer service and they want to promote you, you have to then go do programming, which is partially education and teaching. They don't care if you're not good at it. They barely even ask you if you're good at it. They're just like, just well, like, this is the only way to go. This is the only way to go. This, this is the next, like, there is no thing bigger in your, like, there's only one funnel to the top. And it's just like, sometimes that means that people in management aren't good at it. They don't know how to manage. They're not good leaders or whatever, you know, and like, maybe they're good at one aspect of it, but like not another. And it's just like, you see this a lot, like in companies, like my dad's company, you see this in the hospital, weirdly enough, <laughs> like, cause like some doctors will then get, be the head of their department. And it turns out that they are not good supervisors, but they're good doctors. And they're like, they have no supervision, supervising skills. Mm -hmm. They were good doctors, but they got promoted. So now they don't get to be a doctor anymore, but they get to be a supervisor. And you're like, mm. how messed up is that? <laughs> so I do kind of like that in Gene Roddenberry's future, they're like, here's this little punishment, but it's because we recognize the fact that you're not good at admin. <laughs> and so we will take you from the place where you're causing the most chaos and put you back into a limited scope chaos that yes. we can funnel and control and direct at our leisure. <laughs> We're going to make you do the job that, yes, you're going to be a pain in the ass, but occasionally you save the planet. So we're just going to help roll the dice, make sure that goes this out This is again. the job that we can point you at, as yeah. opposed to this, like, scattershot effect you had before. Right. This, you're, we're narrowing your focus down into a beam that we can direct. <laughs> What's funny though is you're just making me excited for Star Trek Six because it gets into that Everything like comes back what around. is yeah it yeah. comes back around and it's like what really is Kirk's effect on like the universe? Oh my God. <laughs> I just want to know did Starfleet make an entire time travel department yes. because of Kirk's <laughs> shenanigans? Yes. <laughs> yes. The, the Department of Temporal Investigations uh, exists. <laughs> They show up canonically only once in the Deep Space Nine episode. Oh my god! That goes back to the Tribbles episode. Oh no! And there's a, a time travel accent that sends them back to there, and then, so they uh, Cisco's telling them like, "Oh, the, the original Enterprise," and they're like, "Oh god, Kirk's ship." <laughs> These people like, and the theory in the books is that almost every time travel incident somehow eventually leads back to the original Enterprise and Captain Kirk. <laughs> You know, weirdly enough, I'm okay with this because yeah. it tracks because they yeah. were the first right. ship to really fuck with time. Yeah. You know, so all roads lead back to the Enterprise, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the book series actually, like the early days of this department, when the Enterprise was refit because it now has different looking engines and uh, they took the engines of the version from the TV show uh -huh. and tried to build a time ship around it and that didn't go so hot. I was just like, no, 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 you need to hire Christopher Lloyd again. Right, right. Right. Because at is... this point, he would know how to do that. Right, right. <laughs> oh, God. But, but I like that the journey, like, around the sun was kind of, like, weird and psychedelic, and it's, like, yes. like a weird effect on them, and they're all like, what was that? It was much more fraught with danger than I think mm -hmm. the first couple of time travel -y bits were. Like, yeah, it was, was a... so casual in, like, the shows. Like, oh, we travel through time. I had to tell myself, <laughs> there's still another hour left of this movie. They'll probably be okay. Right. Because <laughs> I was getting anxious. That, that psychedelic experience, like, the weird 
face shapes that he starts mm-hmm. hallucinating and all that stuff was one of Pixar's first <gasps> publicly really? released productions yeah. when it was still ILM's computer department. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Their you're... very first one was the Genesis Planet oh, uh, footage nice. from 2. Oh, cool. Yeah. But I also like how they also incorporated, they were playing with time in that because the mm-hmm. lines you were hearing were lines from later They're in the, the movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, I never picked up on that. That's yeah, cool. like you if you ever, seen the movie yeah, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, if you, if no you go back and listen to it again, you'll hear yeah. in that sequence of the psychedelic stuff, you'll hear Scotty be like, "Captain, there be whales here," and that's after he beamed them aboard, like later oh. on. And then there's a few other lines from characters that are like, but they're all future in the movie. Right. So we are playing with time in that mm-hmm. moment. That's too. neat. That's yeah. really neat. Yeah. That's better than Tenet. Never mind. I'm just. Um, <laughs> This is another movie. I can't. Tenet's tough to take in. It's like I I liked the movie until I until the credits rolled, and then I was like, Christopher Nolan, I don't think time is ever going to sleep with you, so you must not try. That's not this movie. That's not this movie. We're talking not. about the whale movie. <laughs> of course, uh, Nicholas Myers back. He wrote the vast majority of the San Francisco scenes. In the past, uh, actually taking in deleted scenes from his first movie he directed, Time After Time, uh, because that dealt with H.G. Wells from the 19th century going to the 20th century chasing Jack the Ripper in his time machine. Oh, well, that sounds hard to swallow. It's good. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, I'll take I'll take your word for it yeah. because anytime, he likes that movie quite a bit. Yeah. Anytime I, like I hear, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do time travel with Jack the Ripper," I'm like, "Oh no." Well, that's because <laughs> Nicholas Meyer did it first, and we're all just kind of trying to eat his crumbs. <laughs> I'm just like, leave Jack the Ripper alone. Not because he's good. It's, it's just, he's a, he was a terrible person who did terrible things that I don't care anymore. <laughs> I totally had a Jack the Ripper obsession phase in high school. Oh, no. Yeah, I was oh, one of those guys. Oh, I was one of those guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't really say much. I currently am in the throes of a Hannibal Lecter obsession that has <laughs> been going on nigh 15 years. Like, so. It's been going on as long as I've known you. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a solid 15 to 16 years and still kicking. <laughs> I don't have the attention span for obsessions like that. <laughs> Oh, I think it's just part of my personality now. I just really like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah, is it, is it a brief obsession if it's, you know, in its second decade? Oh, no. No, it's uh, it's a deep love affair. Uh, <laughs> but that's not this movie either. I'm going to jump straight to the San Francisco scenes. <clears throat> on, like, the on-the-street scenes. All of them are good. Yeah. I'm, just, yeah. I'm throwing it out there. All of them were good. Yeah. They, they even did the whole party split thing, which I know Scooby-Doo fans are going to be like, oh, no. But, like, <laughs> but it was so good because you got to see, like, the chaos spread. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's like, what's the best comedic effect we could do? Split them up and have different things happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was pretty great. I mean, Scotty in the computer. I never not find that scene hilarious. Like, Scotty trying to talk to the computer. Like, hello, computer. He's like, oh, of course. (laughs) I still can't decide (laughs) if Scotty knew going in what Bones' play was going to be. I'm still not sure. They Did they discuss the plan? Like, we're going to pretend that you're a professor. Or did Scotty just go like, oh, I bought yes, this. I, I got I, it. I have a, okay, so I have a question. This has been a debate between he and I 
about that line. Like, okay, so, like, he pulls up the formula for transparent aluminum. The guy's yeah. blown away by it. The doctor's like, let me have a word with you. And they come over, like, aren't we changing the future by giving him this? And he's like, how do you know he didn't invent the thing? He and I read that line very differently. And I am curious how what your reads Explain were. Explain the two reads, because I, I, I forget this debate that we've had. I take it... Well, I want to hear what they... Yeah, how okay. do you take that line? At me... Before we do that, oh. we are at commercial break time. Oh, okay. Let's hold that thought. We'll pick up with that thought okay. in Act 2. Stay tuned. Right. Okay. Have you been displaced in time? Do you have no place to go because you don't have the skills for the current era? Well, the Federation Department of Temporal Investigations is hiring. Now currently seeking people with specializations in... Historical costuming, historical dialogue, historical historical historiosity, whales, and automotive techniques, and VCR repair. A skill you will need in 1986. Message of social enlightenment. Please go get vaccinated. Water is life. Black lives matter. Still wear your mask as an extra layer of protection. Yes. Trans lives matter. Stop Asian hate. Wear your seatbelt. Eat your vegetables. Yeah, I like that one. Hydrate or dihydrate. Oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. That that was not. <laughs> that was a message and an imperative. Mm. I refuse to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Just because some man told you to. <laughs> Be kind. To your customer service professionals. Be kind to anyone who has the ability to sneeze in your food while you're not looking. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just... They're people. Okay? They're your neighbor. Be nice to your fucking neighbors. You have to live with them until you die. (laughs) So just be fucking kind. (laughs) You don't, it takes effort to be an asshole, and it really shows on some of these people. It really does. And if you, if you do a lot of stuff outside at your house, please don't play a lot of loud music constantly. Mm. Is that a little too specific to Mm. us? (laughs) Think about If my, if my noisy neighbor is listening to this podcast, please turn it down. Mm -hmm. Get some, Mm -hmm. I will buy you some Bluetooth headphones. Like, just let me know. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, be considerate to your neighbors, because you're all in this together, and with the property values in today's market, <laughs> you're probably going to be sticking around for a bit. Yeah, probably can't afford to move. Yeah. If you enjoy our word mouth vibrations, no. And that only encouraged me to do it more. Harris, this is your fault. <laughs> If you enjoy our podcasting voices, there we go. That's a normal way to say that. Finally, it took us it took us nearly sixty episodes to get there. Then uh, you might enjoy as the myth turns with your cultural interns, Eris, Anzi, interns because we're not professionals and we're not getting paid. They will be concluding their run here later this year with a series of episodes, and then we'll be creating some new podcasts here at PartyApocalypse.com, where books, blogs, movie reviews, and the Holodeck is Broken blog is now live. Uh, You can also catch The Fourth Wall in its entirety, and 
nothing else at the moment. <laughs> a couple of new books will be coming later this year. They yes. are reaching their final stages of development. Go to PartyApocalypse.com for all your entertainment needs. Eris, you have a Twitch, which is a video thing. Yeah, I think we've done the, the eye Twitch thing, which I, yeah. I do legit have one. Um, and, uh... Uh, yeah, no, I have a Twitch, Twitch TV channel. Um, I, I do art streaming. Um, my schedule at the moment of this recording is still a little chaotic. We will see if I have nailed that down. But come watch me draw art. I work on my comic. Lately, I've been working on my D&D stuff. Come watch me hang out. Hang out and watch me do art stuff. Z. Yes. You have TikToks, which I... are also another video thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have a TikTok. It's at underscore it's just z underscore i try to put out some funny videos i have fun so i hope that you guys have fun watching me oh that's a little creepy have fun watching me all uh, of my life do you have anything to plug nope okay <laughs> 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 find the thing that you like to do and go out in the world and do that as long as you're not hurting other people it's important to note so with that we will go <laughs> back to our episode When we left Act 1, you were asking about the interpretation of Scotty's line, how do you know he didn't invent the thing? Yes. Okay. Because you and I disagree on that somewhat. And I'm, I remember the disagreement. I can't remember where the disagreement came from, so you'll have to refresh me on that. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm just curious, like, how, how, how the other people read that I... line. I mean, at first I was like, haha, that's a joke. But, like, but then very immediately thereafter, my brain was like, is Scotty saying that... He recognizes the dude's name. Like, like in his history books, because he knows this, is he's like, this was the guy whose name was on the patent for a transparent aluminum. Maybe he really did invent the thing and was just like, I don't know. That's what I, that's what I kind of took that as. Interesting. I thought, initially, I was like, okay, he's just, he's just saying that just to get, to get bones on his side. But I was kind of like, maybe... Maybe it was always like that. Maybe he was always... They always went back in time and gave it to him. And so he invented it. That is fascinating to me because I do not interpret it that way. I think that's how Mac interprets it. I've always interpreted it as... It doesn't matter who invented the thing. Like, mm. we're, like, like it doesn't matter who history records invented it as long as it got invented. So mm. he could, he, it was just like, you know, so it's like, let's just forget the real guy who invented it. Like, how do we know he didn't invent the thing? And they're like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, yeah. okay, let's play with the timeline that way. Like, I've I'm... always interpreted that way. It's like, oh, no, no, he's the, like, I'm doing air quotes for our... Our, our audio, audio people here. He's the one who invented it. Sure. Yeah. Like, but like, it's so funny because that's always been this discussion and like, and you all interpret it the same way as Mac did. So now I feel invalidated and I will <laughs> you to my really, corner. You have a really good point because if, if, now I have not, I'm not a scientist, nor have I ever been in the military. My dad, however, is a scientist who has worked very many defense contracts for the military for inventing bullshit the military can use. And it's my understanding is that sometimes you don't get to put your name on it. Like if you're yeah. working under contract, you're the, a name never appears. Somebody may invent this wholly new cool thing. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm just going to make. Or because what it if it was lost defense? 
to history. They don't actually well, know right. who invented it originally. Slip that right in. And so he's like, how do we know this guy? Well, they're <laughs> heading directly toward the eugenics wars in World War Three, and in that that sort of temporary dystopia before mm-hmm. the utopia of Roddenberry's future comes in. Lots of records were involved, yeah. several governments. Mm-hmm. So right. they may have had transparent aluminum, but lost the records on who invented it. Exactly. Sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, like, giving the formula to any old person right. wasn't going to change time Scotty all knew that it much. was invented yeah. probably right around now, and he was just like, it's not going to fucking hurt, because this is how the timeline works. Yeah. Although it'd be really hilarious if they'd gotten back to the future. <laughs> That's a different franchise. Um, and you know, at the end of the movie, and then find out there's like one key difference in the world that they weren't anticipating, and it was because that guy <laughs> invented transparent aluminum and not whoever some else other, it was. Yeah, some other dude, yeah, yeah. Like, or they see that guy's like great 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 grandchild is still running that transparent aluminum business so there's like a commercial with the same yeah. actor mm-hmm. on the screen or something yeah. in the background the, the, <laughs> the thing I, I i think they didn't realize realize to mention that could have added a weird little beat to the movie cons down there yeah oh. as as of now con yeah. is there yeah yeah if they could have gotten uh Montalban and his boobies back for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, but that would fuck with the timeline too much. I don't think anyone on Star Trek. Well, they could have really done a number, said kill Khan right there and then, so Spock yeah. never died, and then they yeah would, but then they would have like no reason necessarily to be out there to oh, be there to save yeah. the waves, whales. So that like it's a I'm my own grandfather paradox. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Interesting. yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have really fucked that up. I wonder if that was, like, possibly a thing in the script or, like, a deleted scene where Kirk is like, I can't even fucking do the math on that. Absolutely <laughs> Or it'd be even better this. if, like, the Department of Temporal Investigations sent somebody else back and be like, whatever you do, don't let Kirk become aware of Khan. Just keep those two separate right, while right. they're down there. Make sure so he can't do basic arithmetic right. and figure out that there's that guy's a, still around. There's yeah. a whole team in the background sure, feeling just making sure they don't see each other accidentally across a crowded street. Yeah, we just constantly have, like, like it's, it's the, uh, the movie version of the shepherd hook, like, yanking Khan off stage, like, you got too close there. Oh, that was a close one. Woo. Gary Seven took care of it. Because he's also down there. Nice. Ah. There we go. So I actually, I have, I looked up, um, transparent aluminum is, technically speaking, you can't make aluminum transparent. The closest we can get was invented uh, 2010s. Basically, you do two aluminum compounds, and then you glue them together, basically. Like, yeah, fuse them together. Fuse them together, essentially. It's a composite, but yeah, it's two transparent ceramics made from aluminum compounds, magnesium, aluminate spinel, and aluminum oxnitride. Oh, that's a word. Oxnitride. <laughs> but yeah, you nice. mix them together and that's the, yeah, that's hmm. transparent I love metal. Star Trek stuff just comes into being because. And they worked on it because of Star Trek. A bunch of people out there are like, you know what, that was really cool. Let's make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Touch screens, cell phones, mm-hmm. medical <laughs> diagnostic tools of the present. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so speaking of, can we talk about how in this is when Bones finally gets to be a good doctor? Yeah. Yes. Like he gets to show up and be like a miracle <laughs> worker. <laughs> <laughs> Department of Temporal Investigation is like, oh, Kirk's so bad. Scotty was chaotic. Yes. Good. Throughout that whole thing, it's like, you need a new kidney? 
New kidney. Yeah. You mean bones. Bones. Is it, what I you said Scotty. I mean, Scotty was too. Scotty was just like, let's just give formulas around to people. Yeah. They were all like, let's just do whatever we had to do. Because Bones is doctor training kicked in. Mac architecture. Like, as much as Bones is the scientist and in Starfleet and all that kind of stuff, his doctor training kicked in. He was just like, I'm in a hospital. Fuck, there are sick people here that I can heal them. Okay, let's just get to work. Yeah, Here, like take he this gives, pill. Take this. Let me just do but, like, surgery real quick. <laughs> when they were running away at the end, they they had check off on the 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 gurney and they're wheeling him around a corner and they run into a guy with like a broken leg or something and push him over. Bones stops to make sure he was okay yes. before getting on the elevator with everyone else. And yes. I'm like that was just such a background like moment. And, and that's but it was great. great. But it's in this in the middle of this. Marx Brothers-esque yeah. case sequence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's just like, are you okay? Like, he he's stopping to make sure this guy's okay yeah. before they go on their, their merry escape way. <laughs> Bones, Bones irritates me a lot. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I was always he's like... better in the movies. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot of people are better in the movies, honestly. Yeah. And in the, in the original series, though, I was kind of like, Bones, like, you don't have it together enough. Like, <laughs> yes. I don't have it together. I don't need to watch somebody also not have it together. Like, <laughs> Bones was used to be comedic effect too much in the mm, original series mm. they didn't let him be a doctor they were just like I'm just a country bumpkin they're like then why the fuck are you here yeah. now we get to see like he's a doctor and I think like weirdly enough they have split him from Spock which I know is wild coming from the fact that the previous movie they were like all like Spock is like possessing him or yeah. whatever <laughs> but like yeah like they decided that like Oh, we can do comedy in a different way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they yeah. utilized the Chaos Twins. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think, honestly, with, I think with Scotty as their Chaos Triplet. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. I yeah. do appreciate that they just, yeah, they just got to go out and cosplay him. This, this oh, has no. been like my favorite Star Trek thing <laughs> to date. Excuse me, where are your nuclear vessels? <laughs> you know, nuclear like, vessels. The cop is like. <laughs> yeah. I'm not telling a Russian where the nuclear vessels are. Yeah. <laughs> How long do I let this go before I bring them in? Another two minutes. <laughs> it's, it's been a slow day at work. I, but I, how I, did they get into the nuclear aircraft carrier after that? They don't show. Uhura and Chekhov like sneaking around. It shows them getting into the nuclear reactor. I thought reactor. they said they were going to. They beam, beam, in. beam in. Yeah, yeah they she said, thought the coordinates will yeah. beam in, and then uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But how did John... they get? But they did get awfully close to the ship yeah. at the harbor, so Why? they had to like. I Take feel like there's a gate or something that they had to sneak in or yeah. Yeah. get around because they hadn't beamed in at that point. So when they're really close to, and they're like, Captain, it's the Enterprise, and it's like, oh, like warm fuzzies, but like. Wait, why are you that close to an active naval vessel? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's I feel like, like somebody should have stopped you. Yeah. <laughs> Can't just stroll down the beach and get that close to a, a nuclear vessel. <laughs> yeah. Two other big things I did want to talk about before we were done. Catherine Hicks of Seventh Heaven fame mm-hmm. uh, plays not a love interest for Kirk. No. Yeah. Like yeah. she is a a pal. Yeah. 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 And gives him a very friend zone kiss at yeah. the end like, <laughs> yeah far far afield of the of the cheek yes. and it's like i'm i'm not calling you <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got mine i'm living in the future bitch <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the whale expert now bitches so, so good like beyond even the relationship with the fact that they like we're like fuck it okay yeah 
we did our we we told you three we told you no three times. I guess you can come with us now. Like we did our due diligence kind of thing. Like I actually really appreciated that. Of course, we talked about this a little bit on the way home from the the screening. Almost played by a different actor. Oh yeah, yeah, which yeah. was unusual. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that really was the romance subplot. That might have been. <laughs> yeah, uh, it would have been a different different energy, different yes, role. Yes. Um, but could have worked. Uh, I'm kind of sad that it yeah. wasn't. It's. I think I've read interviews with Eddie Murphy where he says that is his biggest regret is not going forward with that uh, one. I think the studio. The thinking was, and it kind of makes sense, like, Eddie Murphy was, like, that was prime Beverly Hills Cop yeah. era. An Eddie Murphy movie is good for $100 million. Mm-hmm. And a Star Trek movie is worth $80 million, at yeah. least. Yeah. yeah. Why make one when you could still make the two separate ones? That's $180 million versus maybe, okay, let's say it boosts it up a little bit to $110 million. You're still um, losing out on a lot of money. So from a business standpoint, it kind of made sense. Mm. Yeah, but like a business. But then was it made, just a scheduling conflict or something? Or yeah, he just the studio got cold on it, and mm. then uh, he got the golden child and got more interested in that. Mm. But, no, they had a whole script ready to go with that, and they were wow. moving was along. Was he still, like, a whale expert scientist man? Uh, he was, like, a, a kooky college professor who was into, like, UFOs and stuff. And so he... Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so he he was, like, Oh, so, like, he would have been out. more he, tracking he, the spaceship tra- rather than the whales. He picked out the bird of prey oh, hovering okay, around okay. And, and joined in their wacky adventures. Oh, I have to admit, interesting. I kind of, like whale biologist better i think that's a little leaner for the plot yeah yeah and it makes sense to bring her into the future yes exactly because it was just like i'll be the only whale biologist right so in my in my head like just now i was thinking like that that other guy bob that she was like at odds with at the the whale institute (laughs) i can see her being in the future like suck it bob look where i am (laughs) can we send an email to the past (laughs) right because all systems work on mac os yeah, that's the only way Scotty was like clickety clackety clickety clackety clickety clickety clackety. Yeah, he was a two finger typist like he was. you. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-production, obviously with the Eddie Murphy start and restart sort of thing, uh, uh, was uh, a little fraught. But the post-production was very fraught, and they had one big disagreement between Nimoy, producer Harv Bennett, and the studio. I think you'll probably guess what it is, so I'm going to keep you out of this game. Oh, okay. What do you think the topic was? Okay, say it again. I don't know. There there was a disagreement as they were editing the movie about a particular choice in the movie. Okay. Oh, okay. What what, what do we think that element was? Side Mm. note, this movie cost $25 million to make, still almost half of the motion picture. Jesus. (laughs) Just to refer back to our games from that time. I feel like it was a disagreement over the music. Do you not like the music? I don't not not like it because I think it's it's actually my least favorite Star Trek movie score. Yeah, it was yeah. unremarkable. It's, a, it's unremarkable, appropriate for this it. movie. Mm-hmm. But this composer annoys me because he also did the score for Robocop, Robocop Two, and it's almost exactly the same as this score. Oh, and that kind of music shouldn't be in a Robocop. <laughs> He's like blasting away drug dealers, and, it, it, and it's like because I it's not like I it wasn't stellar music, but there was a couple of songs I'm like. That almost sounds like whales. I wonder if he did that on purpose. <laughs> I I don't I think it had to do with like the CGI bullshit around the whales. Okay. Like they probably disagreement on how to do it. I my my guess is something to do with the music. You, you said music. Okay. Uh 
so the studio and uh, the producer kind of agreed, but Leonard Nimoy vehemently disagreed that when the whales show up in the future and they're communicating with the probe, that they should have done subtitles mm. to indicate what the probe was saying mm. and that what was the, in the whales responded. Yeah, oh. in the movie, they said yeah. they absolutely yeah. would not show right. what the translation was. Right, right. Yeah, and that, that's where the um, disagreement Nimoy was. Wanted, Nimoy did not want a translation at all. At, at all. Like, okay. he was like, I'll, I will walk from this movie Because for a second I was like, do convention. I have to slap my no. favorite person? <laughs> no, he, he, like, I will no, go to every he's, he's convention right. in the country mm-hmm. and say, they fired me off of this movie and here's why. I think and Nicholas now Meyer also didn't want it translated. He was but... less involved yeah. in the tail ends of the movie. So, okay. But yes, I, I think he would have. He agreed with Nimoy mm-hmm. after the fact. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not have the translation that will wreck the movie. But every time we watch it, we... We, uh, we we laugh, laugh every time because the we thing go comes ahead on, and so. start translating it for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, yeah. yeah. Ours is ours is just stupid because like we're because it, it's making these like wee, wee, noises and we're like whales, whales, <laughs> whales, and then like there's like a pulsating whales, 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 whales. And all the probes like whales, 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 whales. And then we also get to the point you where it's like you promised me for my fifth birthday that. I So the guy's like, yeah. hey, how are you guys? I haven't talked to you in a while. We're good, thanks. We just took a trip around the sun. That was weird. Stop okay, making thanks. it rain, please. <laughs> and they're like, okay, I so so the non-joke answer. The the joke answer was the one I just gave. <laughs> but the non-joke answer is probably like the whole Report, Unit 223. <laughs> Why the fuck haven't you given us a report in the right. last goddamn couple of centuries? They're like, <coughs> we're okay! Is that, do you think that's good? Like, who the fuck is 223? I don't know who 223 is. Be like, I, I'm from 1986. I don't know who they're talking about. Like, ah, everything cool is down here. Turn off the water. We're, we're good. We're not thirsty anymore. Is that I like yes, it was slightly jokey, but like I, I don't think there should be a translation because no, I'm afraid it will be that, and that would have wrecked the movie. Right. Yes, and, and Nimoy would have been a hundred percent with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, good, just let good, them Douglas Adams it in their head. Yeah. It's fine. Did they say what they wanted to translate it to? Uh, oh, yeah, no. I think the initial pitch because they didn't get very far in it, but the pitch was that the probe would just keep saying, "Are you out there?" Hmm. Okay. I mean, not See, good. No, no, no. It's better. It's better the way it is. But yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's not like, like yeah. In my head, I had built up. I was like, "Holy shit! Whales were the intelligent creatures that like settled on the, and yeah. then like they're they're checking in with their like colony or whatever. The whole like they the whales terraform the ocean or something yeah. bullshit. And then like the probe is checking and be like, we have lost contact. It has been this long for us to. You need to send your report. Like how goes the the project? And the whales are like, it's cool. We kind of forgot about the project because the humans killed us all. We had some yeah. other issues to deal. Also, if you have these shrimp they're amazing (laughs) are you out there no that's fucking dumb as shit anything but that i would have rather whales 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 i need to see the whales i was promised whales like you you draw your own conclusion like not everything needs to be spelled out a hundred percent and you would lose 
all of the goodwill that you like <laughs> built up because you're right. like, wait, that's what we just risked our lives for. <laughs> like, I mean, why? If, why did the probe have to do all the fucking shenanigans to the planet just to realize that there's no whale? I mean, they could have been like. Yeah, no, they killed them all off, boss. They're gone. You know, like, it should have been much more intense than just, are you out there? The answer is no. You could have figured that out from space. But if it was like a weird CIA kind of deal, then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into that. There was a secondary canon book where they, they go back to the probe, because at the end of the movie kind of uh, drifts off, and they re- uh, they realize that it sort of like V'ger encountered some mysterious alien which the book implies was the Borg and it damaged the probe so it's been going around like overblowing its signal so it didn't intend to do all this oh, damage yeah. and it's just like uh, I'm interested in whales but it came out as whales! <laughs> I've got to make it rain until you bring me the whales! <laughs> well that kind of track with there's I noticed it on this viewing there's a line that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me unless maybe it was in a bigger context or maybe I, I don't know. I feel like I didn't miss it. But like, so when they're trying to determine what the signal is and you're like, hey, can you, Uhura, can you alter the signal and whatever. But anyway, Spock has this line in that part where he says, I should find it illogical that it's, it's um, intentions are hostile. But I'm like, how do you know? Like, there's nothing in there where it's like, oh, you're just accidentally hurting everyone around you. Like, what if it was hostile? Like, why yeah. Why are you jumping so quickly to the its intentions are not hostile kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I don't know if that's just a holdover from maybe another thought that was out there or maybe it was part of a lot long, longer conversation that got trimmed or something. But, like, yeah. I mean, or maybe it's just, you know, yeah, Spock that, just musing a, about it. Like That's a weird jump to go it's definitely not hostile right. you know kind like, of thing it just... like it might be hostile it might not i mean i i can see yeah th- maybe a more appropriate line would have been like we can't definitively say whether it's hostile yeah. or not hostile until we have more data points yeah because like, i think that's infinite i think true. it wasn't gonna be hostile to the whales but maybe hostile yeah. to everything else that got in its way maybe so it was a the idea was that like we've got to not mm. like like we are some type of aquatic species that needs to get rid of the land mammals oh, there needs to be more whales so obviously i need to make this planet so better it, for more whales. yeah it could just yeah it could be like well we've got mm. to exterminate those <laughs> nasty life forms on the right. land so i can have more <laughs> of the ocean or but whatever. i do appreciate spock's line when he was like like, only human arrogance would assume the message must be for man. Like, he's I like, did, doctor, slow your roll. Like, I, I did like that because... It's it not talking to humans. Jumps, this isn't about you. Back off. It's very Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> which yeah. is like, man is only the third intelligent species here. And I don't... Is it is it mice first and then dolphins? Yes. Or is it dolphins and mice? Okay, yes. mice and dolphins and then people. Dolphins are the second most intelligent species. Yeah, yes. and it's just like, yeah... <laughs> Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> I I wouldn't even say that we were third. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, but I think I, I like Elephants the idea of just like we're just, just going to get some whales and hope for the best. And <laughs> that's what they did. I know, yeah, because it's like you still don't know what the probe was fucking asking for other than like, we know it sounds like whales, so whales could answer back to them. So I just like to think that George and Gracie were just in on it. Yeah. They're just like, we have got to, that we've got to con the shit out of this probe and go like, everything's okay down here, boss. Do you think that's, I, I guess. I'm like, oh, there's a band, oh, there's a band, we want it. I have a question about George and Gracie. Did they have an actual, like, whale puppet that, like, Spock was interacting with? 
most of the footage of whales was like it puppetry. wasn't CG. It was an actual like yeah. physical something that they oh, could. Oh, interesting. Okay. Most, okay. Most of yeah was and I think I think he won an Oscar for that. The scene where he's swimming with the whales and like there's the it's whale. Not a real I, whale. I, yeah, yeah, I was like I don't think yeah. Nimoy would be swimming with the whale, but if he was, that's kind of cool. Very <laughs> little footage of it is because they were very conscious of want, not wanting to exploit and abuse the whales for, mm-hmm. for oh, filming. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean that's I, sort of I, the whole point of the movie. Yeah. I yeah. really did think it was like. Um, part cgi like yeah. they filmed some whales and they kind of green screened it and just like <laughs> yeah. chopped some footage in and be like but there was interaction and especially in that one in the mind meld scene i was yeah. like that's a little close like yeah. he's touching something there interesting very nice we are reaching toward the end of our time does anybody else have anything else about star trek for the voyage home before we move on i just really liked it it's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. it. it it's, Everyone it's solid. Everyone is at their best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, next time, the... Uh, <laughs> Continued Adventures of the Terrorist and Renegade, James <laughs> Tinker. The, uh, so T stands for terrorist. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> James Terrorist Kirk. It's going to come back to bite him in six, but we got we to gotta, we gotta slog through five first. Okay. We've enjoyed two movies directed by Leonard Nimoy, and unfortunately, Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner have a, a if you'll forgive the term, favored nations clause in their contract. Whatever Nimoy got, <sighs> yeah. Shatner got. So... Shatner was able to be bequeathed the director's chair in uh, 1989's Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> A movie I've never seen. However, I do know the pattern and I know the jokes. Yep. And it's number this five. And the look that. on Mac's face yeah. is I, one of... I've spent many years defending Star Trek V and I rewatched it at some point since COVID and it's like, I don't know why it struck me as bad as it did this last time. I was like, oh, no, this is the worst one. <laughs> oh, it, no. COVID it's worse than a lot one? of things in perspective. One, one is an ambitious failure. Like, they had a lot right, of tools yeah. they're bringing. It's mm-hmm. a lot of big budget stuff. They're trying to do something that doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Not so much here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five started out doing bad. Five, five has some problems. Not all the problems are Shatner's fault. Some of them are. Yeah. yeah. He directed six. Nicholas Meyer came back first. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The tagline on the poster, Adventure and Imagination will meet at the final frontier, which is a meaningless, stupid phrase (laughs) for a roughly meaningless, stupid movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a much more on-point pitch. The crew of the Enterprise searches for God. Mm -hmm. Oh. (laughs) No! Wait, hold up. Which one? Good question. We'll have to find out next time. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Because if it's Thor, I would be on board. Yeah. <laughs> They're not searching for any of the cool ones. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Catholic that in more detail. Even Catholic nuns are like, we'll at least feed him dinner. It, it, it'll be an interesting podcast episode. That much mm. I'm feeling confident on. Mm. Uh, the movie itself is uh, it's not great. I think it's their, the original crew's worst so, one. Worse than Popcorn the and mm. tossing at the TV screen and full on mystery yeah. science theater. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, cool. we'll have a good time. Yeah. Yes. Not because yes. the movie's good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just the catalyst for good. So uh we will see you all then. Bye!